in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, meaning we're not captive to a mothership. We look at all the tools available out there. And we have the fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you schedule a visit uh, by calling 513-575-9600, The process is going to go something like this. When you come in, there's no meter running. Leave your checkbook, wallet, and purse at home. We'll meet on a complimentary basis as many times as necessary to fully analyze your situation and complete a personalized income plan. Sometimes, uh, usually at least two, maybe three, sometimes more, depending on uh, you and and how we can fine-tune it. Now, for your convenience, we have multiple locations. Milford's a home office. Love to see you there on the east side. But Blue Ash, Westchester, and even across the river in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. And imagine this. You're going to meet one or all three of the guys you make a connection with over the weeks, months, and years. Great Barry, James, uh, maybe both two of us, maybe all three of us. We can help you with that 401K, 403B. TSP, MOUSE, some kind of company plan, we can help you roll that out in a traditional IRA. It's tax neutral, and you get to take control. Even before you retire, you can do what's in it, called an in-service rollover, maybe if the company allows it and you're over 59 and a half. A lot of people do that. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email us at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Studio right now, give us a call, share your thoughts at 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on your AT&T waters. Mr. Borth, what's up? Well, today's topic is about building your own retirement foundation. So the analogy is that when you start building your financial house, you do so from the ground up. And we all know that a ton of planning goes into building your actual house, And the same type of planning should take place when it comes to building the plans for retirement. That's what we like to refer to as your financial house. So getting the foundation of your financial house built properly. And the first thing that takes place when building a new house, an actual house, is that before you actually start with the building process itself, you know, hammering the nails, et cetera, you actually start by creating a blueprint. And it's this blueprint that lays out exactly what you want the house to look like. It turns the ideas into a set of detailed measurements and the steps that are needed that make that idea come to life. So the analogy again, that the blueprint for your house, your home, should be carried over to your financial house. So Barry, when someone is building a plan for retirement, first of all, having a detailed blueprint that they can refer to at any time, which is to say having not just a financial plan, but a written financial plan. Most people, when we first meet them when they come to our office, they may have an idea or something in their head, but they don't really have a a written financial plan. That's the one big hole that we see in what they've done as far as their retirement income planning. And regular modifications as life happens. 
How about we talk about some of the 10 thought-provoking questions that tie into today's show? What are some of the components of a financial house? How much of my money should I have available in retirement? Are there any inflation-type vehicles that I should consider? Who should I see to create a legacy plan for retirement? What are the walls and the roof of the home equivalent to in a financial house? Should I create a blueprint or plan for retirement on my own? Of course, we James just talked about it. What parts of my retirement plan are included in the foundation? Where is the best place to invest my money to use for income retirement? Should I start drawing Social Security at age 62 if I'm retired? How often should I check my retirement plan to make sure it is on track? Well, in the vein of the Social Security question, let's go to the phones. We do have a caller. Dave has some Social Security questions. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. I called two or three weeks ago, asked a question or two. I have a, a few follow-up uh, Social Security questions, if if I might. Sure. Uh, I did email Social Security uh, these questions, and I got a, a canned answer like at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, saying that they don't use email to discuss sensitive topics, but all the, all the questions I asked were just general topics that would apply to anybody, and I didn't uh, – I didn't really expect much from them, so I, I wasn't disappointed there. So maybe maybe you can help me instead. When when somebody re, most people don't retire like on December 31st, they retire sometime earlier in the year, and Social Security doesn't have obviously. And, and, and even before that, they they've requested months earlier to, you know, they've applied for benefits. So I, I assume that partial years earnings are not are not used by Social Security in calculating their monthly benefit. Is that is that correct? They get they go with the last full previous year? It depends. I mean, the answer is yes, but it really depends upon when you say your income, your Social Security benefit for a certain year, there's always a delay of at least one year. Also, remember that calendar year versus tax year. When you say, I'm in tax year 2019, for example, you file your tax year 2019 during calendar year 2020. Right. So there's always going to be an offset there. And that's also one reason why when you look at things like your Medicare premiums, once you reach age 65, it looks like you're two years in a gap between your your tax year filing versus your if there's an income adjustment to your Medicare premium. So there's going to look like a two-year gap between what your earnings were and how they impact your future Social Security benefits. Well, how, how long past the end of the year does it take Social Security to update its records, like, say, at the end of 2000? Here we are over halfway into 2019. I assume they've long since got everybody's earnings for 2018, right? Well, let me also back up a step here. How old are you, by the way? In the 60s. Okay. Just approximately in the 60s. Good enough. Now, remember this. They will take your top 35 years of your earnings record. Right. Average it. And based on that is how they determine what your benefit's going to be. That's not taking into consideration things like your future COLA, cost of living adjustments. It's just simply what is your primary insurance amount based on. Right, right. But at, at this point, the, the, for, would they stop with 2018 as far as since they don't have this year's mm-hmm. full earnings? The last year that they have full earnings for would be 2018. Correct. So, so the 35 years up through last year. Yes. Okay. And do they ever recalculate, at, like, at the end of this year? Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, if, if this 2019 is going to be one of your top 35 years, then it's going to take the place of one of the lower-earning years, 
and your future benefit will be bumped up accordingly. Okay, okay. Is that, and that's whether I continue working past this year or not? That, yes, for as long as you keep working, if you're in your 70s, even if you're in your 80s, if you keep working, keep earning, and it's one of the top 35 years in your earnings record. Now, I, I will preface this by saying that there's a different grading or sl- uh, like a curve, if you will, for income from way back in the 70s and 80s to what the income is for today. It's really just as simple as the value of our dollar from then compared to today. Right. So there's a different calculation that they use depending upon when you had earnings. So it's not as simple as saying I earned more money this year than I did, say, in 1975 because they're going to grade the amount of earnings you had in 1975 on a different curve than they do for what you earned this year or even next year or anything like that. You mean basically taking inflation into account? Is that- That's exactly right. So, so they continually recalculate as long as they have updated data? Yes. Okay. And as long as you keep earning and you keep earning that's something in your top 35 as far as your earnings record, then you'll keep building your benefit higher and higher. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure did I ask or did you answer. How long does it take uh, updated, you know, uh, Social Security to get the full year's updated information for the previous year? I mean, do they have all your numbers by, by January of the next year or is it I, six months? I really couldn't answer that question. All I know is that it will – It'll be an offset by one year between your your tax records versus your actual benefit earnings that you have in place. So, for example, tax year 2019 really won't take effect until calendar year 2021. Right, right, right. Uh, when, when you apply for benefits, do you ask to, that they start a particular month? I mean, their website says to apply four months ahead of when you want it. That sounds extreme. I don't know why they, you know, takes them so long. But uh, That's the government. I mean, yeah. as a rule, three months. I mean, if they want to say four months, that just kind of errs on the side of caution. Right. Uh, but, but, again, do, do, you, do you ask that the benefits start on a specific month when, when you make, put in the application? You should do that, yes. Now, depending upon your eligibility, depending upon your age, you might possibly ask for a date that you won't actually receive. So, for example, if you're trying to turn something on, say, when you first turn age 62, you may actually be off by one month of when that actually starts. Right, right. But anything beyond age 62, you can pick and choose when you want your benefits to start, yes. Okay, okay. Um, Dave, we really need to take a break, but okay. I do appreciate your phone call, and I hope we answered your questions, okay? Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks, much. Thanks Have Dave. a good day. Bye-bye. Yes, Social Security can be very simple as far as the concept of if you need the benefits, very simply, turn them on, start receiving your benefit. But there's also hundreds, if not thousands, of calculations that go into really maximizing what could or should be your Social Security benefits, not only your own individual retirement benefit, but also spousal planning options, family benefit options, and even ultimately your survivor benefit options. We're going to talk more about that throughout the show today. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. 
Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are an advisory firm. We're independent. We're registered. And we have the fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So when you come in to visit, we're going to work for you as clients not companies. We have multiple locations for your convenience, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the pond in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. If you're no longer with a company, chances are your money shouldn't be either. If you're in a 401k, 403b, TSP, some kind of company plan, you can roll that out, take control of it, tax neutral, and invest it any way you want. We can help you with that. Even if you are still employed, you can do what's called an in-service rollover if the company allows it and you're over 59 and a half. So give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email us. We'll answer every single one. Team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Call the studio right now, 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on your 18-2 So All right, James, where were we? Well, just to finish up on the Social Security thoughts, When you contact the Social Security Administration, they can give you claiming advice, but they cannot give you financial advice. So, for example, they can tell you how to file for benefits, whether it be at the office, online, but they really can't tell you maybe what's the best time or in the best way to file for your benefits. Now, I say that because perhaps the best way to file for your your benefits is via what's called a restricted application. So depending upon your circumstances, you can still file a restricted application, which is to say it's a switch strategy and maybe to maximize your spousal benefit planning options. It goes away the end of this year. Yes. But there's there's many different features to the program that sometimes you say, well, how do I get actual financial advice? Well, the, the short answer is you come talk to someone such as us, Brown Financial Advisors, Because we'll help you with the financial advice section. We'll help you with what is maybe the best way in your unique situation, when you should file for benefits, how you should file for benefits, and what are the different options, what are the different possible offsets you may be subject to. So there's there's many different features that you don't want to sell yourself short because sometimes this is a lifetime decision and you want to get it right. And and as we just learned on on Dave, the previous uh, caller, is that when you do ask them, they have to be very careful in their answers because they don't want to offer advice. All right. So going back to the analogy for today about building your financial house and starting with the foundation for your retirement. So just like with your home, you want to build your retirement income, the strategy for your income from the ground floor up. That's to say different sources such as your pension, if you have one, Social Security, savings, investments, So think about the income as being your cash flow. It could be coming from other sources like life insurance. Depending upon the type of life insurance and the benefits, 
you might be able to generate what's called a tax-free retirement. Annuities is another very common source of income and one of the most important foundational pieces of the income in retirement. So when we say come in and sit down with a qualified retirement professional, again, someone such as us, that's why it's so important is to get the foundation of your planning, your retirement planning, getting it done right. Make sure that you have a solid financial foundation. And again, work with someone that can help you build and develop and implement a good, solid retirement income plan. Yeah. As we see over the years, we've been doing this a long time. Not many people really focus on laying a foundation for their home. And what do you think that is? Probably because you don't really see once the house is completely built. Now, but yet it's extremely important without a good foundation, the whole house could start falling apart. When it comes to our retirement assets, we like to compare these exciting things to investments uh, in one's portfolio. So, If you're trying to get your financial house in order, we can encourage you to give us a call and see if we can help you out. We can confirm it. Now, here's what we see a lot more often we want. Don't procrastinate. We see this. Time is a valuable concept of retirement. The sooner you start, the better off you'll be. So just come in to visit. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. All right. So once again, starting with creating the blueprint on the analogy That's where the financial plan really does start. So we're not talking about the flurry of activity, the checklist of to-dos. We're talking about the plan itself, the vision for what success means to you, as in what kind of life do you want to live? What are your personal goals? What are your personal values? What's important to you? What is it you want to accomplish? What are the opportunities that you want to provide for yourself and also your family, your children, your grandchildren, your legacy? This is what we mean by clearly defining the kind of life that you want to live, and that's when you set your meaningful financial goals to help you get there. So step two, lay the foundation. Very important. This is based upon which everything else is built. Now, your financial foundation is your system of managing money and your income. That is taking the money that's coming in and directing it where you want it to go. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean having a traditional budget. There are plenty other ways to do it as well, and we can help you with that. You need some kind of system that allows you to be purposeful with your money if you want to make consistent progress towards your biggest goals. All right. Step number three, raise the walls and also the roof. So once your foundation is set, you can start building the frame. Yes, raise the roof, building the frame and putting up your walls and eventually your roof as well. These are the basic protections you have against the outside world, stuff that will keep you safe and secure in the face of your wind, rain, snow, hail, sleet, etc., etc. And this is where, again, you build your financial perfections as well. So things like your emergency funds, having insurance, proper insurance in place, basic, if not advanced, but at least a basic estate planning to protect you from the bad things in life that eventually will come your way. Yes, eventually life will happen. We all at some point in time will pass on to the other side. So having all of those, at least the basic estate planning documents in place is what's so important. And we know that in some cases, these are not the most maybe 
enjoyable decisions to make. It's not the most pleasant conversations to have at, say, Thanksgiving or Christmas when you're talking about death after the holidays. It's maybe not the best time to talk about it, but it is a time to talk about it. So just like the walls and the roof aren't the most exciting part of your house, at least for not for most of us, it still has to be talked about from time to time. It still has to be repaired from time to time. But getting these financial pieces in place, it does ensure that you and your family will have the financial resources and maybe most importantly, the financial peace of mind that you need no matter what. Yeah, so step four, make it yours. Finally, once your house is built, you can paint the walls, make your man cave, plant your garden, maybe put up a basketball hoop, all the things that turn your house into your home. Financially, this step involves things like investing, paying off debt, very important, saving for college, maybe starting a business, maybe uh, spreading your money around for charity or traveling the world. These are the decisions that create the freedom and opportunities for you and your family to build a life to enjoy. Now, when we talk about, once again, the foundation, foundation in this case meaning the income, the cash flow that you're going to have during retirement, first of all, the sources of your income. And when we talk about starting with things like your Social Security, well, not everyone paid into Social Security. Now, that being said, I think the statistics, there's that word, statistics, we're, we're looking at around 90% of the populace is actually paid into the program. So let's just say for the 90% of the listening public out there, this is you. This is where one of your sources of income will be Social Security. Or if they paid into it, maybe they don't qualify with the 40 credits. Or they've also worked in different occupations right. where sometimes you've paid in, sometimes you have not. Sometimes you're subject to an elimination provision the windfall elimination provision. That's the government's way of saying they think you're double dipping, so they're going to do a certain type of a take back on your Social Security benefits. Or government pension offset. Yes. So the government pension offset, they're going to get you one way or yes. the other. Spouse. It's like saying your own retirement benefit versus your spousal benefits. One of the two will be reduced. So that means no matter which way you file for your Social Security, it gets reduced. Sounds fair, right? Now, it doesn't actually apply if you have enough work credits, which is to say years, that you've paid into the program no matter what. So no matter if you were a teacher for 30 years, you worked in the public sector for 30 years, so be it, God bless you, then you happen to qualify for both. It's rare, but we do see it from time to time where people get full benefits from not only, say, the teacher's retirement system, but also from Social Security, which is to say unreduced benefits. So it does happen once in a while. It just doesn't happen much. And there's also times, depending upon your situation, and this is why it's so important to come see us when you first retire and you have these different options and you look at perhaps it makes sense or perhaps it doesn't to maybe buy up some credits from where you work, if that's even an option. Or does it make sense that you're going to annuitize or take the pension as a lifetime series of payments from your job, from your former employer? Or does it make more sense to take the lump sum benefit and then privately invest? We can help you calculate that. That's, but that's so important. It's like saying measuring twice and then cut once when it comes to getting this right because this is one of those, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and you do want to make sure that you get the most out of your potential benefits. 
There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And as always, we're an advisory firm that's independent, not captive to a mothership. We have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. It's very simple. Pick up the phone and call 513-575-9654. Request a visit. Uh, and there's no meter running. Keep your wallet, purse, and checkbook at home will meet on a complimentary basis as many times as necessary. Three, four, five, usually two or three works, but there's no meter running. So, And we're going to complete a personalized retirement compass plan for you. We have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, Kentucky. As always, we can help you roll out that 401K, 403B, some kind of company plan. If you don't along with the company, and even if you are, if you're over 15 and a half and the company will allow, we can help you roll out a portion of it even while you're working so you can take control. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email us at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. You call right now, 513-749-5500. That's right here at the studio, pound 550 on your AT&T wireless. James? All right, Bill. Back to our topic about building your financial house. So whether it's an actual house or a financial plan, The goal really is to create something better than the sum of its parts, which is to say, make your house into a home. Make your financial plan yours, tailored to your individual, personal, or collective needs. All right? So starting off the foundation, which is to say income, and probably the biggest fear that retirees still face today, very simply, is running out of money before they run out of life. Absolutely. A close second is don't put me into a nursing home, or please don't let me wind up in, in a nursing home. Yes. But that's those are one and two, the nursing home, but still running out of money, that's the number one fear. And really that fear has grown significantly since we've seen a almost a complete flip-flop in the retirement planning system. Now, here's what I mean by that. When you look at what used to be back in the day is how prevalent pensions were in the workforce. Now you look at today – and pensions are becoming virtually extinct, it seems like. Uh, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, 14% of Americans have a pension. Right. That's and way that, down. That, that number seems to go down, seems to decline each yeah. and every year. Yeah. So you're looking at fewer than one in seven people that are aging into retirement will have access to a pension, which is to say a defined benefit plan. Where the company pays for your retirement. Yes, where you know what it is as far as the result of what you get out of the plan versus the defined contribution plans that we see so prevalently today. So the 401Ks, the 403Bs, those are what are called defined contribution plans. So what you put into the plan is defined or guaranteed, but what you get out of the plan is anything but defined or guaranteed. And hopefully you get a match from your company, which not all companies do now. Right. But at the very least, if you do have a match or the possibility of a match from your company, please take advantage of that. Free money. Otherwise, it is essentially like turning down a raise, turning down the free money, as Barry just said. Now, going back to the the task at hand, 
which is to say, does the average person really work for a living in the financial industry? And that's a rhetorical question. The answer, of course, is no. And that's why you should seek help and advice and work with a good retirement planning professional, again, someone such as us, <laughs> who can help you with your retirement income strategy, which is to say the foundation of your financial house. So without a set income plan in place, you can't really at least properly build or set up the other pieces of your retirement income strategy. So it is extremely important to understand that you need to solve for income first before you start trying to build the walls, the roof, or even installing the furniture or the basketball hoop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like budgeting while you're in retirement. You budget leading up, well, a lot of us do, leading up to retirement. You need to do the same thing in retirement. Now, there's three building blocks. You got the foundation of your financial house in retirement. You have a strategy. Now, we need to set this up properly. Income can be generated in many different ways. So this is not something you want to just put together last minute. It's called the value of time, depending on I see people getting ready to retire tomorrow, and they just don't have enough. So maybe they're going to keep working or cut their expenses. And then there's, you want to plan ahead uh, as much time as you can ahead. The sooner you start, the better. And we're not going to know exactly how much, but you're going to be close. Now, the three building blocks that your income can plan should provide for you in retirement. We want to go over each one of those. James? Well, starting with the different sources of income, and here's when we say we're going to parse this by saying the most logical way. So, you know, Barry's right. There's different ways of doing this, but maybe the most logical way to cover these inevitable expenses would be from sources that generate guaranteed income. Now, sometimes the word guaranteed has a little asterisk next to it, such as if it's from an insurance company, what's the caveat, Barry? The um, claims paying ability of the insurance company? Yeah, the claims paying ability of the issuing company. But nevertheless, we are talking about billion-dollar A-rated insurance companies, so they are extremely well-financed. In fact, when you look at the reserve ratio requirements for insurance companies, it's over 100%. So this is why sometimes when they write, for example, a million dollars of new business, they have to have over a million dollars in reserves to cover that million dollars of new business that they just wrote. Now, I say that because you compare and contrast to a, a bank, for example, and you look at their reserve ratio requirements, maybe 5 or 10%. I, I don't want to scare people out there, but that's a big difference between the financial I guess the foundation, if you want to call it that, of an insurance company compared to the to the uh, the run of the mill banks. Now another one, and we don't like to think about it this way, but when you look at the claims paying ability of the insurance company, Social Security is an insurance product. It is a form of an annuity. Most people don't think of it that way because who is backstopping this annuity? It is the government. The government. So based, the government based upon the claims paying ability of the government, right? Yeah, that's scary. But don't pick on the government. Okay. And then the third one, which is from pensions. So if you have annuitized your retirement from the company to say your pension, you essentially have also another form of an annuity, but this one is backstopped by 
the company, the which, employer of which you work for. Which can be weak in some cases. Yes, which so, is also why sometimes those pensions have gone bankrupt and they've been taken over by the Pension Guarantee Corporation. Reduced, yeah. And normally that's what happens as well is you get a reduction in benefits. Now, going back to Social Security, because this is for many people out there, I'd say the vast majority of people out there, this is the literal cornerstone of your foundation. This is to say you start with the Social Security benefits and you start trying to maximize your benefits so that you don't have to draw from your nest egg otherwise. If you can maximize, which is to say get an extra $10,000, $50,000, or even $100,000 of lifetime benefits from the Social Security benefit program, which, by the way, these are your benefits that you paid for all of your adult working lives. So think about it from the standpoint of the, the word entitlement. It is an entitlement in the sense that they are paying you back your money. It's not a free entitlement. Good point. Excellent point. But, but So typically on Social Security, you become eligible to draw your retirement benefits at age 62. That's the starting date for when you can start taking your benefits. Unless you're widow or widower. And if, yes, in, in that case, you can start drawing at age 60. 60 and take a haircut just like 62. Right. Now, the temptation is, very simply, at age 62, to turn on your benefits. And for many people out there, if the financial need is there, that's exactly what they should do. But keep in mind that if you do turn these on early, you can have a reduction of benefits of up to 25 or even 30% of whatever your primary insurance amount was going to be at your full retirement age. And that's a permanent reduction of benefits. So if you get that 25% haircut, that's going to last you for the rest of your forever, getting that 25% haircut. And it's also important to weigh your strategy is not only for Social Security, but also for the rest of your retirement. So on Social Security, how does this impact your spousal planning options? How does it impact your potential family planning options? Because people who've had children later in life, then the children can actually draw benefits off of that parent's work record. If he's eligible and yes. taken. Yes. So those who have had children later in life, opens up a whole new door of opportunity to have the family drawing benefits. There's also the survivor benefits. And, of course, we touched on this a bit before about the the WEP, the windfall alienation provision, and the GPO, the government pension offset, as well. So those are different things that can impact when and how you should turn on your benefits and also how to claim for your benefits is also at stake as well. So there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we're an independent advisory firm. We're fiduciaries, so we are going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you come in to visit, leave your wallet, purse, and home. We're going to meet on a complimentary basis as many times necessary to fully analyze your situation and complete a, we call it an income uh, retirement compass plan. And we have multiple locations, as you probably already know, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the river in Florence, Kentucky. You're going to meet one of all three of the guys you make connection with over the weeks, months, and years. We'll help you with that rollout employee plan. If you're not on with a company, 
that frees up your 401k uh, to roll it out into a traditional IRA or Roth, depending, and we can help you with that. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us over an email. We're going to answer every single one at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Now, we left off with building block number two, which is pensions. As we stated earlier, only one of seven, 14 percent of companies are actually offering uh, the pensions. And if you're lucky enough to be one of those, we see them all the time, but we see older people that's worked years for a company. That's how it used to be. I think that's changed quite a bit. And you're likely to have, not always, but likely to have a lump sum or a steady stream. Now, the steady stream kind of sounds enticing, number one. Hey, it's for life. It's like door number one versus door number two. And, 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 and it is because if, you just, if it's for your life, then you're not going to run out of that check and, until you pass. But how much you lose control? How much do your beneficiaries get if you die prematurely? Is there a premature death? <laughs> Is there a survivor option? That's right. That's next one. So spousal options, do they get 50%? Do they get 75%? Do they get 100%? You have to take a haircut as you go up in the percent. But sometimes it's better depending on your personal situation. And uh, we find unless they're giving you a real high average rate of return, we call it like uh, 7%, 8% uh, based on your lump sum amount, then sometimes we've seen it low as 3 or 4%. We can calculate that. It's probably better that you take it and invest it yourself and maybe get a better return. And when you take control of it, James, what happens to that bucket when you pass? It goes to your loved ones. Yeah, unlike a pension unless you have a survivor benefit. And and let's say you do have a survivor benefit and your wife is no longer with us. Uh, none of it would go to your children if they are your beneficiary. So we can help you analyze that. And that's really the call to action there is that if you do have a pension option, whether it's lump sum or annuitizing your pension, come see us before you make that decision. And we can help you analyze all your different options and see which one best fits your needs. Now, the other one, it is a form of of what we call annuities, all these different types of payouts. But the last one, number three, is the quote-unquote annuity. And, yes, for some people, this gives them the cold prickly when they say annuities. But in many ways, annuities can be one of the greatest things out there when it comes to how to generate guaranteed, again, with a little asterisk on the guaranteed, income for the rest of your forever. So a fixed, not just a fixed, but a fixed indexed annuity usually is the best way to go with these. Not a variable annuity. It's as simple as this on the variable annuities. The 99% of variable annuities give the other 1% a bad name. That's right. There are some good ones out there, but... They're few and far between. It'd be like this. If you said to... If if you were going to work with any financial firm and they said, we're going to charge you 5% to manage your market-based investments... And then your response would typically be, are you insane? I would never pay 5%. Except usually you are paying 5% if you have a variable annuity. Oh, you could you could be. The average is like 3.5%. But we've seen a number of them that are up over 5% yeah. when you add in all the different the costs. account fees, the layer of insurance, and all that stuff. Now, going back to the annuity concept for just a moment, because a good fixed indexed annuity can be a fantastic way to generate the guaranteed income. And it can't go backwards. It's considered a self-funded pension, sort of like Social Security, but maybe even better. 
And so this can be something that generates income over your individual life, your collective lives, which is to say the husband and the wife or the wife and the husband, the both spouses in other words, either for a set period of time, such as say five years, 10 years, or even your lifetime, your collective lifetimes. And then some of these also have riders, income riders, nursing home riders, other types of accelerated benefit riders. Now, the one thing about riders usually is that they do have a cost. So when we start weighing what are the different ways to, to fund your retirement and you have the income rider or you have a nursing home rider. So perhaps one of the best ways to guard against a potential long-term care stay is to build in a nursing home rider to your annuity contract. And some of them come with no fees. It's already built in and an income rider. But nevertheless, those are the different options that should be considered. But again, we're talking about the foundation of your retirement via annuities, which is to say building your income. Yeah. And don't and don't think that uh, we're going to push annuities. If it's a fit, it is. Uh, some of your money, it's a balance attack, which you talk about. Perhaps some of your money would be would be better served for you. Than a you. suitable amount of money into a suitable right. investment. That's right. can never go backwards and produce a paycheck for life. Something to think about, um, but not, not necessarily fit for you. Now, what, let's talk about growth potential to meet long-term needs. Now, once you solve for income streams that you know and will come in consistently each month, then you can add some investment that provide growth potential if you have the stomach for it. Uh, these investments uh, will help you keep up with inflation, you know, roughly 2.5%, held in control over the last few years. Now, you think about retirement, you want to think about enjoying it and doing the things you've always wanted to do. Things like uh, things that fall under dis- discretionary expenses, such as vacations, hobbies, or other things that you enjoy but don't absolutely need. Now, we don't want you to live by like a hermit, though, either. It may be a smart strategy to pay for these discretionary expenses from the investments you have geared towards growth. Uh, Some of these investments could include stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, which we prefer over most mutual funds, and other types of market-based investments. Now, the key to understand that these investments do have the potential to drop. In other words, they have risk. So you want to make sure... They are not a staple, not part of the foundation. This is money that you can you can absorb some risk for some decent returns to at least overcome inflation in the coming years. Now, the next part of the plan is having flexibility. And this is when we say no one wants to set up a plan that cannot possibly be changed. And exactly. the, the, the one exception might be, for example, is if you're trying to get monies or investments out of your estate and you set up an irrevocable trust. But that's for a different topic on a different day. Life throws you curveballs. Life happens, and you want to be able to adapt and have your plan adapt to these particular events that happen. So let's just say you've been retired for five years, and you receive an inheritance. Or maybe the parents, or more likely, one of the kids boomerangs back, and you start letting them live with you because you love them and you want to support them in a time of need. Whatever unexpected event might happen, You need a plan that allows you to adjust along the way. That's why it's so important to diversify and have the flexibility when you need it. Yeah, and other keys to a successful foundation is know your expenses. Hopefully your long-term debt, like your house and cars, are paid for, but uh, that's not always the case. Overall thumb is that you need 
70 to 80 percent of your pre-retirement income when you retire. I think that's a little high these days that I see. Uh, so let's say the, the old rule of thumb, 100,000, you need 70 to 80,000. I think it's more like 60 to 70, if you ask me. Sometimes I see 50. So this may be true if you plan on living a, a comparable lifestyle, but that's likely not the case for many people. Once you retire, you no, no longer have to go to work, pay for that gas on a daily basis. And so think of it every day as a Saturday. Wouldn't that be nice? Unless you get bored uh, where you can go shopping. Oh, no, you're spending money if you're going shopping. And spend time doing things that often cost money. So we believe you should expect to need the same, if not more money, coming in at least for la- uh, for the last, I don't know, year or two. It sounds simple, but know your expenses. Take an hour or two out of your day to calculate must-have expenses in retirement, such as housing, food, basically a budget. Then you can ca- calculate the discretionary expenses. Knowing your expenses will solve for income later. All right. Tax I- mitigation. For many people, taxes will be the largest expense that they have over their lifetimes. And, of course, there are different types of taxes, but primarily income taxes is you know what we're referring to in this particular case. And it does seem really inevitable, you know, death and taxes, that there's going to be something to be paid. But there are tax-favored strategies and ways to reduce taxes in retirement. And, once again, a good financial advisor and tax advisor is so important to have in your strategy. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. All right, guys and gals out there, on behalf of Greg Brown, James Borth, and myself, Buck Kentucky, and Barry Purnell, I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs> 